0: Right now, though, I want to talk uh, about a situation that affects all of us, really. And it was just a couple of weeks ago. I happened to be in the grocery store and I was in the, the dairy section and all of a sudden I saw a security guard and he was kind of lurking around the different aisles and the different goods in the the section. And then I saw kind of a, okay, judgmental here, but it was a a sketchy individual who had a backpack and was looking like he was going to be just sort of uh, doing the five finger uh, shopping and shoplifting some goods. And this security guard followed him. I just kind of kept an eye on it uh, for a few aisles lost track, didn't know if the guy actually took anything and what would actually happen. I know for friends of mine who work in retail in the last number of years, their bosses have told them, I don't want to risk your life in a situation like this. You know, let it happen. We'll deal with it uh, down the road. So how serious a problem is retail theft? I want to bring in my guest this half hour, Rui Rodriguez, Executive Advisor for Loss Prevention and Risk Management, Retail Council of Canada. Rui, thanks so much for your time today. It's my you And I mean, that's just one story. I'm sure you and the Retail Council of Canada is very familiar with situations where businesses are advising their employees on how to handle potential shoplifters. What has the Retail Council seen over the last couple of years?
1: Well, you know, our association is of course made up of retail members from across the country uh, and what we hear from our members and see is a dramatic increase in shoplifting but it's particularly is the shoplifting with incidents of violence aggressive behavior use of weapons so it's really the escalated thefts that are turning into robbery assaults and things of that nature so I, i'd say that's the most drastic change uh, for sure uh, retailers are reporting higher than ever losses Uh, But the focus across retail has really been around the safety of employees, customers in their locations, which is in every community across Canada, uh, and is focused on the dramatic trends that we see in the increase of those thefts, but of course the association of the violence that is carried with those.
0: I'm I'm sure it's difficult to pinpoint exactly why we have seen an increase, but I I know I've heard different reports of since the pandemic, it's gone up, uh, rising prices everywhere has meant that more people are stealing just because they can't afford the groceries. Uh, What's what stories or angles are you hearing when it comes to an increase in theft in this country?
1: yeah so some of the thefts that we see i mean obviously shoplifting has been around as long as we can uh, recall it's really the increase in volume of thefts so you know things like complete shelf sweeps large volumes entire shopping carts um, i can't speak to whether that's being done for their personal use uh, what we see as examples where it's actually being stolen as part of organized retail criminal groups um, those products being then Brought to fence locations, which are in essence retail locations that are set up to sell stolen goods. There's also more uh, stolen goods being sold uh, on the marketplace. So, with the increase of global marketplaces from where you can sell, criminals can hide behind there uh, and sell to anybody who's willing to buy merchandise. That's sometimes difficult to tell whether it's from a legitimate vendor or not. Probably the biggest telltale sign is the price of the goods that are heavily discounted on those locations. So there's definitely been a lot of contributing factors. What we saw coming out of COVID uh, was definitely a noticeable increase in the aggressive behavior. Some of the correlations we drew through COVID uh, are essential um, retailers that stayed open, grocery pharma to take care of our consumers, uh, certainly dealt with a higher degree of escalated verbal and sometimes physical abuse. Uh, people wearing masks, people being a little bit more short-fused. Uh, we also saw that from a police response of courts uh, being closed, the response not being there, those aggressive criminals continued to get more aggressive. And we correlate that to obviously no consequences to their actions. Uh, they weren't being arrested, as you stated earlier. In the interest of safety of the employee as well as the cons- customer in a location, uh, a lot of organizations took the approach for the protection of their staff and consumers not to engage with those individuals with the hopes that they would uh, commit their crimes, commit their theft, and leave. Uh, but we did see that increased aggressive behavior, and part of what we attribute to the fact that there were no consequences. Uh, matter of fact, some uh, folks who have over 50 charges. Uh, and are still being released on conditions. They're not in jail. Uh, There doesn't appear to be serious consequences. So this de-emphasis on punishment and the perception that retail crime is a victimless crime and a property crime and therefore carries less of a penalty, we see the criminals, again, taking advantage of that. What I would share is that over the last year and a half, the level of collaboration that we're seeing with police services working with them on projects to bring attention to this issue, identify the most prolific violent offenders and the locations where this is happening and police willing to work with retailers on projects such as retail blitzes or interventions. Uh, To focus on it, we've seen a, a dramatic increase from police as well, wanting to partner with retails. We're also starting to see the examples of the Justice Department with specific crowns coming to the table to be able to look at the totality of that crime perpetrated by individual and discern between a first-time offender, somebody who's stealing small items versus somebody who has got repetitive uh, behavior, somebody who is part of organized crime groups, so we can start to see more significant risk assessment and punishment for those type of criminals.
0: Rui Rodriguez is my guest this afternoon, Executive Advisor for Loss Prevention and Risk Management, Retail Council of Canada, and we are just talking uh, about retail theft. You know, when you lay it out that way, Rui, as far as the violent thefts, already retailers are having a hard time finding employees in, in certain sectors, and then you're looking at potential employees saying i don't know if i want to risk that so this must be such a struggle for the business owners to ensure that they have a safe place and yet at the same time some of these businesses are facing these violent incidents
1: yeah we certainly hear from retailers where there's a greater difficulty in staffing retail locations brick and mortar locations Uh, concerns obviously over the safety within the store Uh, the concern over getting to those locations. Although, as I I said, with working with police and focusing on critical areas, our goal is to hopefully try to send a message back that those communities are safe and we need to continue those interventions. Uh, And then, of course, retailers are working hard to make their associates and customers feel safe by investing in other measures, such as uh, additional security guards at their entrances, in some cases, paid-duty officers, uh, and just things to make their environments less of a target for criminals, but certainly warm and welcome for the customers to come back and shop and feel comfortable that they can have a safe experience. That's ultimately uh, the goal and it's certainly the focus uh, of the group and the collaboration that we're seeing.
0: What, so continue on with the the paid security guard. So what happens, is it a case of a security guard watches someone, as I kind of laid out in my story at the grocery store, and once they leave the property, they do something, or do they have to just turn a blind eye and say, "I, I can't risk it? I'm just wondering when one of those security guards actually witnesses it, what can they do?
1: Yeah, and this is going to be business-specific depending on their program. In some cases, uh, businesses have loss prevention agents who are trained and equipped and understand the things they need to witness in order to be able to make an apprehension. And there's basic steps to watch somebody enter a location, select, conceal, maintain continuity, have them exit where then they can use the powers of arrest, where any citizen has to arrest somebody for a crime uh, that has been committed uh, in some cases uh, really tailors if they don't have their own people they're turning to private security guard uh, industries to have third parties do that uh, that's when they are going on a hands-on approach there's still several that recognize uh, that might not be the right thing for them yet uh, and therefore they do allow the theft to occur and afterwards work with us, work with police to share the information, the intelligence, the evidence gathered through CCTV uh, and others to make sure we get that to police. Uh, the chance is if that person is a repeat offender, there's likelihood another retailer has identified them, potentially they've been arrested elsewhere. So it's also part of gathering that and that's a challenge we face to do that well to make sure that Uh, We can share that information with police in a meaningful way, a way that meets all of our regulatory requirements uh, and facilitates that info sharing. So there are a combination of efforts on how you do that. And as I said, some retailers are hands-on. They will make the arrests, whereas others are not hands-on and made a decision that they don't have the right people trained for that type of work and don't want to put their employees at
0: risk. Rui Rodriguez is my guest, Executive Advisor for Loss Prevention and Risk Management Retail Council of Canada. Coming up after the break, I want to explore some other ways that businesses can protect themselves when it comes to this increase in theft. I'm Angela Cocot, in for Chelsea Bird on retail theft. Whether you work in an establishment that has specific rules on how you approach anyone that may be suspected of shoplifting you can always call or text 780-496-0063 and sarah texting and saying i work in grocery retail theft has gone way up in the past few years which isn't news to my guest this half hour Rui Rodriguez executive advisor for loss prevention and risk management retail council of Canada Rui I I think a lot of people especially in the grocery industry can relate to this increase in theft as we mentioned you were saying that in some situations probably organized crime when they just clear out entire shelves that's nothing to do with feeding their family because of of high prices, But I'm, I'm curious with grocery stores, with the express lines that are now all automated, are grocery stores looking at the loss in those situations or keeping uh, changing things as far as making sure people aren't walking out without paying for it?
1: Yeah, and I can't speak to specifics, but I can tell you generally what is shared with us. Retailers have always been amazing at measuring results in any capacity. Uh, So, you know, over the last few years, self-checkouts and others have come to pass and uh, are efficient ways for customers to interact, uh, provides retailers different ways to interact with their customer on the way out. Uh, But as they introduce these, obviously it creates additional risks uh, for those that could just walk out with products. So uh, there's a lot of technology out there. Retailers invest in different sorts to measure the changes that they make, uh, whether they are seeing more increase in some cases, for example, somebody may walk out to a checkout with 10 items, only scans five and bags 10 uh, between cameras and POS. They can look at analytics to see where their risks are. And then, of course, they make adjustments. Uh, and I think that's something retailers are very good at measuring what they do and looking at impact it does to their business but more importantly or equally importantly I would say is what it does from a customer interaction perspective.
0: I remember a few years back and I believe it was liquor stores I may have I think it was in Manitoba I could be wrong but they saw a huge increase in people just coming in taking alcohol right off the shelves and employees were told don't do anything right because of the increase in violence there and so some liquor stores were looking at just allowing one customer in at a time getting id now it's not as easy in a big grocery store setting but are some retailers looking at controlling who comes in i don't know if they're looking so far as saying we want to id people are those some of the ideas that are out there in the sector
1: yeah and i would think some are more focused on the exit uh, and i think it's putting up measures that sends a message to the criminal that if you try to exit with product there are things to detect Um, in some environments as you said it's easier to control entry so we we do see some of the smaller environments and even some of the locations that might be independent owners uh, that can control traffic in so they try to do one-to-one service Uh, obviously in the bigger locations a bit more difficult to do uh, but there are measures on the way out that people try to employ uh, to try to control that um, and there's different technologies that retailers will continue to trial and see uh, if it does effect uh, have the effect they're looking for.
0: Yeah, well, I know there's technology out there, so I'm sure it's going to be able to be used in this situation as well. Rui, I really appreciate your input on this one. It's my pleasure. Rui Rodriguez, Executive Advisor for Loss Prevention and Risk Management, Retail Council of Canada, getting some great texts in here. Uh, One from Jillian. I worked in retail 40 years ago. Even then, we were told to never approach someone suspected of shoplifting to avoid any injury or violence.